0: Today, we're talking about emergency declarations, something that's become all so often in the last several months, from COVID to weather to all kinds of emergency declarations. And we're here to talk to Tom Bray. His title is Senior Industry Advisor of Transportation. That's his official title. I call him Trucking Regulation Guru. Thank you, Tom, for joining us today. Glad to be here, Doug. Hey, Tom, declarations in general, what's the regulatory basis foundation for them being issued
1: well the, the, the declarations are all about is it's a means to allow goods and services to travel more efficiently and faster to areas where they're needed it's it's it's, it's taking uh, the trucking industry and the transportation industry and turning them into first responders basically we need to get them there we need to get the equipment there we need to get the supplies there whatever the case might be so they grant the, the the declaration, and what it does, it allows the driver and the vehicle and the carrier to be exempt from certain regulations. And the, the mechanism is found in Part 390. It's called Relief from Regulations. And it and, and just gives that flexibility to the carrier to be able to get what they're trying to get there quickly.
0: When a declaration comes out, Tom, an emergency
1: declaration, if you're a carrier, how do you know if it applies to you? Well, the biggest thing is you have to read it. And when, when I say you read it, I mean, you read it word for word. You've got to understand exactly what's involved. Some of them are pretty extensive. Uh, you read the COVID one and it gives a, it, it gives a lot of detail, a lot of list, uh, a good sized list as far as what's covered by the, by the exemptions created by the declaration. You've got to read it and understand it. And one of the big things about reading that declaration is you're going through it. You've got to be able to answer yes to everything on it. You can't just say, well, Maybe, kind of, sort of, no, it's got to be a clear-cut yes. This is what we're doing, and this fits into what the declaration says. Uh, one of the examples that's, that, that's out there right now is, is using the COVID um, exemption uh, declaration exemptions as an example. Uh has to do with hauling food to restock grocery stores. That That means your shipment has got to be involved in replenishing the supply chain, whether it's the DCs or... The stores, that's what you've got to be involved in. You can't just be hauling food. It's got to be food that's been somehow designated as restocking the system, the supply chain, somewhere down the line. But these DC stores, because somebody's out. You can't just say, I'm hauling food, so therefore I'm covered. You've got to be able to say yes to everything involved.
0: Okay, emergency declaration goes out, Tom. What are you exempt from and what still applies to you despite the emergency declaration?
1: Yeah, that's one of the other things you got to make sure to read carefully because usually what's exempted is three ninety to three ninety nine. That's that's your driver qualification stuff. So that means you can let the driver's DQ file lapse while they're involved in hauling that. Um, vehicles can have minor defects on them because Part three ninety three, the vehicle requirements are are involved in that, and now uh, the hours of service, which which happens to be the big one that's, that, that that a lot of people look at with this, because that's that's one of the restricting factors on how many hours, how many miles the vehicle can travel. So having that exemption hours of service comes into play, and that's one that's usually included. But there's something you need to remember. There's still rules in play. You know, you still have the CDL regulations in play. You still have the drug and alcohol testing regulations in place. All that's got to be current. Uh, The driver has to follow the cell phone rules, the texting rules. The driver cannot operate when fatigued. That's one of the golden rules in all cases of operating a vehicle and, and when it comes to commercial operations. Um, so the the driver can't operate a clearly unsafe vehicle. I mean, if, if if the wheels are falling off, they're gonna they're gonna stop you and say no. The exemption doesn't cover you. So you you still gotta be operating following certain rules, and and I hate to say it, but you've got to be following common sense. You know, the fatigue and the unsafe vehicle aspect of it. Yeah. Don't put somebody or something on the road that's gonna get you in trouble.
0: Now, Tom. You, you, somebody uh, the exemption comes out. Somebody took the time to read it, read it thoroughly. Uh, there's applications to them. What, what what are the best practices? How should a company use the exemption if it's available to
1: them? Yeah, when it comes out, you know, like, like we're talking here, sit down, read it, make sure you understand it, but you're going to want to do certain things when you're using it. One of, them, one of the best practices is make sure the driver has a copy of the exemption with them or the declaration with them, pardon me. Yeah. So that way when he gets in discussion with an officer at a scale or on the side of the road, he can say, this is what I'm doing. Another thing to make sure is if he's hauling freight is that he has a note on the shipping paperwork explaining this is emergency relief supplies going to Texas because of the, uh, the power situation or the weather situation. Or this is COVID-19 vaccine constituent materials. So there's something on that shipment paperwork here again to show the officer or an auditor, you know, six months from now that this is what was going on. This is why he was disregarding the hours of service limits at the time. Other best practices, by the way, is to make sure that the driver understands fatigue countermeasures. They know when they're getting fatigued. They know when it's time to stop because they can easily get caught up in this. You know, I don't have to worry about the hours. I can just keep on going. No, if you are starting to show the signs of fatigue, you need to stop and take a break. Yeah. And the other end of that, by the way, is when they come off of the exempt hauling, the The, the exemption will allow them to return to your facility empty as part of the, the movement under the declaration, so they don't have to worry about hours of service. But if they're just dead beat, tired, let them take a break. Uh, the the transition is supposed to be done that they have to look back at what they've done. And once they hit that magic 14 hours or 15 for a passenger carrier, even though they're not logging it because you know they're exempt from having to do logs, they've got to keep track of that. And once they hit that, they're supposed to take their 10-hour break. If that ends up being too late for them because of all the work they've done previously, let them take the break. And there's are some carriers that just have an outright policy saying when you're coming off of exempt hauling, we're going to make you take a 10-hour break before we put you back to work again, just just as a safety measure. So the, 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 there's that that process that you have to consider is as how are we going to get them safely from doing this where there's in effect no rules to operating safely under the rules again. So that the, the best practice is to develop a procedure in that area. Be proactive, Tom. Exactly. Don't don't wait for something to happen. Prevent it.
0: Yeah. And Tom, uh, how about uh, the exemption? Uh, is that a get out of lawsuit card uh, for uh, driver negligence?
1: That was going to be my question for you. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it's it's straightforward and simple. If your driver hits somebody um, and damages and damages or injures, um, you're going to be liable for that. And it's not going to help your defense to say that, well, my driver was operating unsafe vehicle when he was over hours because he was using this exemption. That's just not, that's not going to help. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, Violation of a regulation is negligence per se. You would not be negligent per se if you are exempt from the regulation, but beyond that uh, it's the same as always was.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Negligence is negligence. Whether you're, you're uh, doing exempt, hauling under declaration, or you're just hauling on a Tuesday. Tom Bray, thank you very much. Always a pleasure, Doug. Take care.